Welcome to a new episode of Fun Boat Diplomacy. I am recording again from sunny San Francisco on my rooftop terrace, which I have just for a few more days. And I'm Skyping right now with Tomas Bastos and Felipe Carvalho. How have you guys been? We're fine. We're fine. Waiting for the winter. Uh, how's the weather right now in Lisbon? It's good. Is it though? Some people, some people go to the beach. Some Germans are still going to the beach. Yeah, what? What? Are you uh, recording right now from uh, Janelis Verdes? Yes, we are here. <laughs> That's a. Uh, it'd be cool to go back there. Yeah, you should see the apartment's completely different. What? How is it different? The kitchen has changed, and now since we have plenty of artists living here, the the hallways they all have like paintings and drawings. Oh shit! Are they all artists or? Yes, at least three or four. I don't. Know. That's cool. Yeah. All right, so I want to talk today about Brazil. Let's do it, Drake. Yeah. So I really. Are, where are you guys from? We're both from Rio, yes. Did you know each other before you started studying in Lisbon? Yes, yes. We knew we know each other for a few years because we were in the same music scene in Rio. We were playing in front bands. Oh, we used okay. to do some concerts together. Got it. And uh, do you guys still play music or no? Mm, not not right. anymore. No? Right. Oh, that's a shame. Okay. What about uh, yeah. what about yeah. the music scene in uh, Lisbon? Have you not really been part of that? Um, not at all. So what have you been working on? You've been working on. You're both doing photography, or I don't remember. I know Tomas, you do from yeah. photography. Uh, I think Tomas is doing something with web. Uh, are you doing web design now? Yeah, but that's just put together a, a job. Okay, but yes, we are both doing photography. Yeah. Okay. Still. In the college doing design, and now I'm trying to finish trying to to improve a little better the things that I, I learned because the last the last year I only dedicated myself to photography, so I'm kind of really rusty on the basic design things. Mm. Uh, I mean, I like it, but it's not the fun most fun thing of my life. <laughs> Yeah, of course. Web design is really boring, in my opinion. I don't know what you feel about that, but yeah, it can be really boring. Yeah, and you know how shitty my website looks, so. <laughs> um, you have a pretty, pretty dope logo. Yeah, yeah. I didn't do. It wasn't me though. <laughs> yeah. But. Uh, yeah. Can I just interrupt? If, uh, have you Have you seen what happened here in Portugal this last days? No, what happened? The government went down. What do you mean they went down? It, uh, the parliament has rejected uh, the coalition that well, they have to... The left-wing parties got together and they are trying to put up a new government. Mm. But it's, it's a really troublesome situation and it's, it's kind of a mess right here. Yeah, can you describe like really quickly the, the political seen in in portugal uh we had elections about 15 days ago mm -hmm. and the right 
when coalition won the elections, although the absence of it was really high, and the left-wing parties went, uh, they were not together in the elections, and after the elections, they got together to set up a new government. So it's it's uh, it, it has never happened before. So they kind of don't know what to do now. So nobody knows and what to do now. Nobody knows. Yes, nobody knows what will happen to the government of Portugal in the next few months. Oh, yeah, I was reading uh, something yesterday, and I like it one sentence the, that they used. They said that uh, it began the, the poker season <laughs> in Portugal. <laughs> so everyone just no no idea what's going on. It's like a bet. Like they're just guessing yeah. what might happen. So it's the left-wing uh, groups that are trying to make a new government. Yeah, they are mostly fighting for like the the end of austerity. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm not really into uh, this really deep this subject because I don't know why most of the people don't know what's happening. Mm. But I think the three. The, the three parties they actually are not together. They did this just to put down. They they have they are from left wing, but they don't have like similarities. They're not fighting for common objectives besides the besides the, austerity against austerity. Yeah. Uh, well, what do you guys think about austerity? I mean, uh, on the one hand, it's uh, it's almost as if the um, the Portuguese government, along with along with uh, Italy and Spain and and Greece, not they weren't tricked, but it just wasn't a good fit uh, in terms of the euros, the eurozone. But um, at the same time, if you uh, if these countries are spending more than like if they're in debt and they're spending more than they can, uh, more than they earn, then they do have to cut back on some things, uh, just like how Greece is right now. They can't, you know. It's just they're suffering, but it means that they, uh, they're kind of paying for um, their spending from before. It's a difficult yeah, situation, I'm, but um, I'm totally pro austerity, uh -huh. and uh, I think it's <clears throat> it has been good to Portugal in the last years. Mm -hmm. uh, the the worst part of the crisis had already passed, so. They should continue with the austerity programs. I don't, but they say population is, is tired of austerity. But mm -hmm. I, I really don't see that on the streets. You know, mm -hmm. I, I don't understand what it's why they changed the the the, the direction now. It it was working. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's I I I think it's just a uh, a retaliation against foreign governments, uh, specifically Germany, because I, w I remember seeing all these posters against Angela Merkel and, uh, yeah. and the Prime yeah, Minister they... at the time, but it's just, uh, I'm not entirely sure everyone understands what's going on, but when it comes down to money, uh, if you make a mistake, even if, yeah, even if it's a mistake, let's say um, what uh, Portugal's financial uh, choices in the past, you kind of have to Kind of have to pay for it. Um, unfortunately, it's not great, uh, no. but it's uh, you have to own up to the mistakes. But that's not that's not a popular opinion. Maybe um, I mean you agree with me, but maybe a lot of people don't. 
Yeah, but the the, the, the main question is why so the the right wing co coalition won the government. Mm -hmm. So I think the population is supporting austerity, but at the same time, in the parliament, the left wing parties had more shares in this election. So it's it's kind of schizophrenic thing, you know. Mm -hmm. It's funny because something similar happened in Brazil, right? After the the president was reelected, they tried to. Yeah, but I it think was only the the idea of taking it out, but nothing actually happened. No, it's not. They are not even talking about that. Yeah, they're not talking about impeachment anymore because it sounds so ridiculous. What's the situation in Brazil? Yo, in the last days, some we had some. Uh, we had a really tragic uh, accident in the, how do I say, represa. Yeah, it's like, what is the name in English of those huge walls that you use to lock the door? That sometimes you have some accidents and uh, to lock the water, I mean. Like a like dam. A, a dam? Yeah. Yeah, we close a river or something, a dam. Oh, I think I saw that in the news, it broke. And it's like, it's a, a gigantic destruction. The, the river took everything, destroyed everything in its course. They are finding, they are finding bodies a hundred kilometers away from the actual site of the tragedy. So it's a really, really big tragedy. Uh, where was but that? But the situation, it is in Minas Gerais. It's, it, it was a, the biggest, uh, one of the biggest Brazilian company, mining company. That's the owner of the dam, and you now it's a big mess right now to see who will pay the to reorganize the things. And what is this thing that is happening? I haven't read about this. That they are saying there's some kind of propagandas on the internet now. Uh, they say it was Cooper da Vale. It was because the name of the company is Vale, and I I am seeing a lot of things uh, of people saying it's Vale's fault. It's Vale's fault. They are saying of some kind of corruption that needed to this. It was like uh, they they could have worked before in prevention, but they haven't done what they should do. So that's why the the the, the size of the tragedy. But it's like they got the money to do something and they did nothing. But they had a lot of money to do everything they want to do, but they didn't want to spend in prevention. So, oh, it's, so. it's their fault. Is this common in Brazil to just to have companies, allegedly companies, uh, cutting corners like this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they they are the, the ones that that provide all the money power agreement powers to the politicians the the companies that are behind all the politicians they pay the campaigns mm -hmm. and valley is the second second biggest brazilian company after petrobras so they had a lot of money to do everything they want so mm -hmm. they could have done better i mean it seems like it's not it's not specific to brazil maybe maybe you feel like brazil has extra corruption but um, there's it. You can see it everywhere, every government, and it's pretty terrible. Like for example, uh, they've been looking at this. Uh, I think it's a, I think it's a fueling fueling station in Afghanistan that costs four billion dollars. I think something like that. But none of the vehicles 
that pass through that station are able to use the fuel that they that they have. So it's a whole waste of money. And uh, yeah, it's an American company. Yeah, it's 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 from the Americans. Uh, American taxpayers paid for it, but some oh, American okay. company uh, built it, I guess. And it's the same, I, I know Vice did a documentary recent, no, not recently, but this year, I think, about a, a, a power plant, so it's got electrical power plants in Afghanistan that uh, it actually doesn't work. They built it, but uh, the last thing that they needed for it to work, they didn't build it. So the whole thing was built, however billions of dollars that was, and um, it it didn't end up producing any electricity for anybody, and it just sort of sits there now. And now the U.S. is preparing to pull out some more troops, and uh, we're basically just going to abandon it. <laughs> so you're learning something with resilience. Congratulations. <laughs> this is this is something that happens in Brazil as well. Yeah, that's typical. Yeah, typical. I mean... Yeah, that you always see in the in the news every few months about mismanagement of resources in Brazil, especially with regards to the the, the rainforest and things. Uh, you guys just have a lot of shit, but um, we have a lot of shit. It's just like it's, it's so big. I don't think people understand how big Brazil is. They don't really think about it that much. Yeah, they don't. I don't think. I don't know. I don't think people realize a lot of things in there. They don't get you the, the the information, you know. They they keep hiding information every time. So yeah, they they don't give information. People they are not being educated mm. properly in the beginning when they're young. Yeah, they're just like playing with the people, putting the people around. I don't know. I don't know. Carvalho he has some kind of political views and stuff. <laughs> I, I I don't have, you know, I used to, to get more of left-wing things, but I cannot trust nobody anymore because it's all about propaganda. I feel like I don't know who to trust and I don't want to be part of this. And I, I mean, it can be really a lazy situation, but I much rather not pick sides on this one because I have not enough trust in nothing. Yeah, both sides are pretty shitty anyway. Yeah. Um, so what, what's it like to, uh, live in, um, in Rio, if you could paint a picture for our listeners growing up it's living hot. in Rio? It's hot, my friends. <laughs> well, one thing that I can say is that it's much better to study photography in Lisbon because you can carry your camera around and that's not possible to do in Rio. So it's, have you... we have some really bad things about violence. Mm -hmm. We had a very bad transportation, public transportation system. And they're making a lot of, uh, they're trying to improve the transportation systems to the Olympic games, mm -hmm. but I don't really think it will be ready until the game. So it's really shitty. It's really shitty. It's really shitty. But it's a nice city. It's a, you know, Don Jobim? No. What is that? He's the right. He's a very famous songwriter in Brazil, and he used to say that Rio it's a an ugly city in a beautiful place. Mm. So it's, it's a kind of it's kind kind of like that, you know. Um, have you guys ever gotten your shit taken? People just coming and jacking your shit. Yeah, yeah. Of course. more than once. Yeah, 
happens. You get used to it. Yeah, and after some time you realize that the more fucked up your pants and your shoes are, the better. So. So you just have to look. You just have to look really uh, grungy and. Yeah, yeah. I stopped being bothered when I when I got my old Converse and the ripped off jeans. <laughs> so it's like it's a it's there's an incentive to look like shit. Yeah, because some of the people that have money, they really want to look like they're the best thing in the world. So in the same place, you have people that are extremely rich and people that are ex extremely poor. That the only thing that they teach to him is like that he has to buy something to be somebody in their life. Mm. So you have. A social problem, of course, happening because you have people showing off a lot of things, and somebody that his dream is to have a, a sneaker. You know, mm. they, they want to feel inclu included by the the consumption. Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately, and, my only impression is um, from when I saw City of God like long time ago. Like how. How much of that is reflected in what you guys uh, have experienced living in Rio? Was that that was in Rio, right? Yeah, I mean, a few years ago, it was normal for people to have rifles and dangerous guns and favelas and things like this. I, I, I remember that I already saw many times, but now it's not anymore because so it was it was going better, but it's it's not working anymore. That day. The government of the state of Rio had a policy of uh, occupying the favelas and staying there, you know, yeah. because before they would go in and then would go out. But that 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 policy is not working anymore. It's 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 bad, you know. There was some kind of makeup. I would say they tried to make better on the touristic regions. But they didn't try to do nothing about the social problems in there. They just tried to hide it. So, what are what are the kind of social problems that you that you see in uh, in Rio? I mean, that's that's there's a lot of obvious ones, just like poverty, yeah. disparity. But I think most of them are caused by the lack of education and organization in the city because people there in the ghettos they. They are completely excluded for the for the social <laughs> the society. I think they think like they are they are not part of this. So they of course they are they hate other things and people that have money they are afraid. So they hate the poor one. And we are one of the cities that has more black people in the world, and they are still really racist. Mm -hmm. So I think it's all about fear and hate. You know? Do you see this ending anytime soon? It just uh, from. I have more bad impressions of Rio than I do good impressions of Rio. <laughs> yeah, but this is a strategy, you know. This is a political strategy. This is not a problem. It's mm. like oh, education problem. They are doing this on purpose, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, it will change when everything changes. When there is like a big change in Brazil, and I don't see it coming. I just see the church getting more and more power and stupid things being voted. Politicians creating laws to protect them. Yeah, I mean, it's I I see I see Brazil as a very goofy place. <laughs> yeah, uh, like, uh, those videos we used to, was it you who showed me? I don't remember what the dance was called. But I, I'm sure you remember. Oh, 
Yeah, Yeah, can you can you explain that to to our listeners? <laughs> it's aggressive. Um, <laughs> some punk concerts, uh, they get one guy of the crowd. Usually, this guy is drunk and really crazy about the dancers. They put the guy sit down on the floor, and the dancers they keep on shaking their asses like centimeters off his nose. <laughs> and in the main part, they put the the legs on his shoulder and beat the fuck out of his face with their asses. <laughs> and it, it looks really painful sometimes. Yeah, it looks really like uh, like you could break your neck, you could break your face. Like there's yeah. a lot of force. There's a lot. <laughs> It's just a. Yeah, it's such a goofy. It's it's such a strange. I don't know, cause, yeah. cause you're telling me all these crazy political problems, societal issues, and then you have on the other side, um, you have this crazy dance, <laughs> and then. Uh, yeah, a reflex, like to some people, this is culture because they have no reference of what is culture. You know, they had no opportunity to get better things. But what about? Uh, I remember you always showed me uh, like rock from like the seventies in Brazil. Um, yeah. Like where did that? Really how was that influenced by um, the rest of rock culture in the world? Like how did Brazil get all of that? Uh, I think in the sixties, most of there is the for me it's like one of the best bands in the world, and they're from São Paulo in the sixties. And they were all, in that time, was all people that had powerful parents mm. that could travel and bring things. Like, I think one of them was like son of uh, an ambassador of England or something like this. You know? mm -hmm. It was people that, that had access on the, on the 60s and by those people, they started to to introduce things here and yeah and we have to remember that in the 60s we were in a military dictatorship so it was very close and there was a lot of censorship going on how did how did that go how did that come about uh, the military uh, dictatorship what's the timeline for that and what happened well it, it began in 1964 and it ended in 
the militaries were not happy with that. <laughs> the people with money was not happy with that. The church was not happy to that. So they supported the military to mm. to take the power. But after the military took the power, they were supposed to, to give back. But they, you know, once you got the power, you don't want to give back. Mm. And so they used for 21 years was this influenced by the united states because i i know in south america they uh the united states would anytime they they had any hint of left wing anything that could resemble communism they would come and uh start influencing the politics i don't know if the united states did something to the brazil or what yeah chile it happened too mm. okay the name of the American ambassador that was in Brazil at that time because he was uh, he was a very important character in 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 that thing. Mm. Uh, I think it's Lincoln Gordon, the name of the Brazilian, the American ambassador that was in Brazil at that time. I, I'm not sure, mm. but the uh, United States was a, an important actor on, on on that shit. Yeah. So what's the what's the perspective from ordinary Brazilians on the United States? What do you mean, people that move from Brazil to U.S.? No, 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 I mean, like, in Brazil, how do they see the United States? Uh, we, we buy a lot of cultural things of the United States. We watch plenty movies, the TV, the, the, the songs. I, I learned English because of songs and and films, you know. We, we are really big consumer of culture. Uh, I would say the general impression it's it's good but with the our government now they don't like they, they prefer like Hugo Chavez and that shit than to work with the US than mm -hmm. have the US as a partner mm -hmm. so in general is a good impression but I don't think the, the government has a good impression about the US mm -hmm. and the and what happened recently that the, uh, the currency uh, proportions are so strange? Because I remember, yeah, it was Rodrigo. He was telling me you should come to Brazil because your dollar is really strong. But the dollar, dollar went up a lot last last, last month. I I don't really understand about the economics, but I think the dollar is getting up and how is getting cheaper. It's it's. Uh, a movement on both sides of the currency, you know. Mm. I think you're more pimp than ever, <laughs> What did you say? To, you will be the king. I'll be the king. <laughs> Man, I don't make any money, and I live in the most expensive city in the U.S. right now. So, <laughs> should go to Rio. Yeah, how's it being in San Francisco? It's really incredible. I. Uh, so I live right now in uh, the Mission District. It's on the one hand, it's very nice and uh, lots of space, big sidewalks and everything. And uh, but also it's really amazing because it's like an ethnic neighborhood. So you got like a lot of South American pockets, and uh, there's a lot of really amazing uh, Mexican food. I have Mexican food maybe every other day. Uh, but yeah, there's just so much to. I've been doing. I've been working so much. I haven't seen so much of the city, but just around the neighborhood, there's so much to do, and a lot of the really awesome concert venues are here. Um, last night, I saw the Orwells. I don't know if you know them. 
Orwells. Uh, they're from Chicago, and they're, uh, I would say, kind of punk. Uh, they kind of sound maybe close to the Black Lips. Oh, I see. But, uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a free show sponsored by Converse. And uh, they, it was just really crazy. Everybody, I, didn't, I don't know them so well, but, so I was sitting, I was, I was all the way up front. And uh, everybody around me was just, the way they were talking, they were ready to do some shit. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay, it's going to be that kind of show. So um, it's it started, and uh, as you know, when when the mosh pit starts, um, you you always end up somewhere different from where you were standing before. <laughs> um, so yeah, that reminds me of the Black Lips concert I watched in Morocco. I think that was the most close experience I had in my life to anarchy. In, in the beginning, in the end, I thought I would have a heart attack. <laughs> Where did you see them? In Manhattan. Oh, really? Hell yeah. Yeah, 2012. It, it, shit happened. Like, the, the bouncers beat some kids. <laughs> so the, the guitar player uh, uh, went down the, on the, the bouncer and the bouncer <laughs> beat the guitar player too. <laughs> Yeah, last night um, the singer from the Orwells, he at the for the last song he went up. To, you know, some venues have the VIP box really high up. Yeah, he, no. where VIP you can sit. It's a little balcony box. Yeah, yeah, I see. But uh, he went up there on the last song and he um, hoisted himself onto the other side and dumped a can of beer onto the audience, and then jumped into the audience. And that was the that was how he ended it. <laughs> Yeah, these fucks are crazy, but yeah, it's uh, it's been great. Uh, it's a cool, uh, cool city, and there's so much more for me to see. I've only seen this neighborhood, but there's not only uh, not only San Francisco. San Francisco has so much to see, but also uh, if I go across the bridges, if I go up north to where there's a lot of natural parks and stuff, and then across the other bridge, across the bay, there's uh, there's Oakland. And uh, I'll go to Berkeley and uh, where Stanford is and Ber- you know, UC Berkeley. There's just a lot of shit. It's like it's a really weird geographical thing. The Bay, and the Bay Area. Earthquakes. Earthquakes. I haven't experienced Have earthquakes. <laughs> I hope I serve. Like uh, I hope shit doesn't happen while I'm here. But uh, I think historically, historically there have been big earthquakes here. Um, but that's like California. It's, it's a stupid place to live um, if you're afraid of earthquakes. Um, when I was living in Los Angeles as a kid, I remember uh, I experienced my first earthquake, but I was sleeping, so I slept through it. Um, have you guys experienced earthquakes before? No, I, I don't need to experience that. I'm okay. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know if I told you the story. Once I... Um, I was, it was like two summers ago, and I was uh, at home by myself, and I had just finished uh, smoking a bowl, and suddenly, I, I felt like there was a truck outside moving, so I was like, okay, it's a really loud truck, but then, uh, but then all of the things on the on the wall started shaking, 
and I was like, oh my god, what's going on? I thought the I thought the world was ending, so I uh, <laughs> I grabbed all my shit and went down to the basement and just hid there for a while because I was just stoned out of my mind, didn't know what was going on. Then I checked the news. I was like, there was an earthquake in DC. I was like, okay, so I'm not going crazy. <laughs> yeah, this this year you remember Ilker, the Turkish man yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which uh, our listeners can listen to his interview. He was the first one, uh, the first interview on Funboat Diplomacy. It was night here. Uh, we were drinking a lot of beers. Um, I thought the washing machine was on because things were kind of shaky a bit. And oh. then we realized that it was not on. Yeah. And Yoko told me, yeah, congratulations, man. It's your first earthquake. <laughs> I don't know. We were we were really drunk. So it might be the washing machine of the upper floor or something like this. But he was proud of me. <laughs> you know what? I actually kind of miss Superbach, as weird of the, as that might sound. No, we are drinking now. It's not that good. I yeah. think your memories are better. Yeah, I think it's the no. Yeah, I I expected you guys to be drinking it, <laughs> but uh, yeah, actually, there's a in my hometown. There's a um, there's a liquor store that has international like just liquor and beer from all over the world, and uh, we actually looked up to see if they had Superbock, and it's like two dollars fifty for a like a small. I think it's point three three. Uh, something like that or, or 0.5 I don't remember it was like uh, just very overpriced um, but it's not a price that I would pay to drink Superbock again <laughs> there's a, a way we're doing we used to do this a bit uh, if you get the, the paper that stays in front of the bottle and you wet you can fold it uh, in a form that it's only written suck <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I think you sent it on WhatsApp uh, like a couple of months ago. <laughs> I will get one more super bottle to Carvalho. Will you vote for Donald Trump? <laughs> uh, probably not. I don't think he's going to go that much further because the thing yeah, about Donald Trump... He's going further than I thought he would, he would be going. The, you know? the issue with Donald Trump uh, in terms of a long campaign is that he's paying for it himself. Yeah. So uh, I think he wants the money more than he wants to be the president. I think he just wanted yeah. to fuck with everybody. And it's uh, I hope you're right, you know. Yeah. There's no way. I, I don't think, I mean, he's crazy, but I don't think he's crazy enough to be serious about building a wall between the United States and Mexico. He's crazy, but I don't think... <laughs> That's just not rational. It's, uh, and, I think, and, I think, and how how is the Mexican people living in San Francisco? Are, are, are they in, uh, integrated to the society? Uh, kind of, but uh, they're still. I think the more the closer you get to the uh, to the border, it's a little more integrated. But at the same time, all the communities of different races in the United States aren't that well integrated. It's it's. I don't know, it's strange, but uh, uh, it, they're more accepted than integrated, meaning that oh, okay. there's like distinctions and everyone accepts those distinctions, but um, but they're, uh, it's, it's less like I'm going to be really trying to be part of, to, to bring you in to the American fabric, and it, it's less that than it is 
oh, there's a Chinatown, there's the Mission where all the Mexican restaurants are, and then there's uh, there's like black neighborhoods, and then so there's different areas, and that's how it is in a lot of cities, unfortunately. But then each city, each part has its own um, identity as well. So yeah, it's just. So to answer your question, I guess not so well integrated, but they're here. They're all, they're all doing their thing here. I'm just opening the next Superbook photo. Perfect. I wish I could reach across the internet and get some too. Um, have you been watching? Have you been following Jerome's? Yeah. What? No, what happened? The online player. The what? The online player, I don't know which game he plays, if it's like Call of Duty or I don't know. Oh, uh, the guy we used to watch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna pull that up right now, I wanna watch it. Hold on. You have to put it for your listeners to know what yeah. we're talking about. Um, is this a... Uh, what's his name? Uh... Jerome. Is that, is that, uh, hold on. Is there a new one, or? No, no. Uh, I sent you, I think there was a new, I think there was a new one, and, uh. Yeah, you sent me one. I think you should play tribute to him. Maybe it's this one? Yo ass, nigga, what's up with you? Look, you may think I'm gay, but I ain't gay, nigga. There's a big difference between opti being optimistic and being gay, nigga. There's opportunities for being gay, but I ain't really gay. Because I ain't really gay, if you know what I'm saying. I'm going to suck that dick. <laughs> are you bisexual? Is that what you're telling us? That's gay, nigga. I don't deal with that. So what exactly are you? I'm, I guess I'm open-minded, if, if, if I can be real with you. Like, I ain't I gay, but I will suck a nigga's dick. Yeah, you're gay. But look, if you say that, if you keep... Talking to me like that, dog. I promise you, get your dick sucked, dog. I'm gonna put it in a bowl of salad, toss it around, and suck that dick. Look, he can call me gay all he wants, but you know he gonna get his ass beat, then his toes sucked. I'll play that shit. I'll suck your toes, dog, and make you think I ain't gay, but I ain't gay. Cause if I ain't gay, then I ain't gay. You know what I'm saying? Well, your, your name's yeah. Breaded Chicken, so I thought you were black. I ain't black, oh. nigga. I'm Asian. I'm a little Asian boy. Yo, look, look, real shit. Ling, ming, sing, whole team, low me. I'm gonna suck that dick. Oh. <laughs> hey, have you ever had Billy Goat Pussy? It's real tender. Yeah, I bet your dick tender. I feel like grilling that shit and then eating it, but I can't eat your dick because you probably need it. You're a fucking faggot, dude. No. You better watch what you're saying, dog. Real talk. Ten of my niggas will come over there with spatulas and spank that ass. <laughs> How about a chicken? You want to be my boyfriend? Look, I ain't gay. Why you ask me gay questions like that? <laughs> if you ask a straight boy those kind of questions in the real world, you're going to get your dick sucked. Yeah, you're going to get your dick sucked, nigga. That, that nigga know already. I don't play shit, dog. I don't play games. I just got out of prison. I just got out there. I was the best hair braider in jail, dog. And I sucked real good dick, dog. <laughs> I want to stop it there. <laughs> uh, did you see the new one? I don't remember what happens in the new one. I should rewatch it. Uh, it's him sucking more dick. He's just yeah. <laughs> I I go back to that sometimes because it's just a very uplifting video. I I but I but I think it's important to to have the um, the subtitles come up. Yeah. If it's just audio, I don't think it works so well. Can you say that again? Closer to the microphone, maybe. 
he speaks really fast, I think the subtitles are important too. Yeah. Uh, if you didn't have the subtitles, would you understand? Mm, mm, only suck some dick. <laughs> what is the problem? Yeah. But I kind of, I kind of memorize his beautiful speeches. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So, what is what is life like now? Uh, in the third generation at Janelis Verdes? Uh, it's cool. It's cool. I think people uh, are okay coming to this place. They need to be okay with a lot of things. So most of people, they are always really okay. And we have some really young people now and some older people at the same time. The description. <laughs> what was that? I have a lot of Germans. A lot of Germans. I think it's like every every semester that passes, more Germans yeah, come. It's having more and more now, and it's still summer here for them. So yeah, it's still, so it's still warm out there. You can go to the beach yeah. still. It's still warm. People went to the beach last last weekend. I wanted to go, but I did a new tattoo. I didn't want it sand on it, uh -huh. but. Because it was a little bit colder, but now it got hotter again. But it's getting colder again. Yeah, but it's getting cold because in the morning it's really hot, and at night it's getting colder and colder. Mm. I think it's similar here. It's uh, I think during the day I could go to the beach. I haven't gone there yet. Um, but in the at night it's it's very cold. You need you need a jacket. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They say I don't know. I've never been to San Francisco, but they say. Besides of the bridges and the hills, there's a lot of things similar to, to Lisbon. Yeah, I, I haven't gone to the bridge yet, but yeah, we all know that the bridge is an identical copy of the one. I think it's from the same company, isn't it? It's the, the same designer. So Salazar, back in the fascist dictatorship, was he just said, well, we don't want to spend more money to design a new bridge, so... Everyone likes the Golden Gate Bridge, so we'll just buy that one. Yeah, it was always annoying uh, working at the hostel um, in Lisbon because I, I heard that story every day. Uh, and that's so ironic as the name of the day he, he his government finished. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> I think he paid for it. or I don't know. I guess the taxpayers paid for it. I don't know what a tax system looks like in a fascist dictatorship. Yeah, that's true. I'm going to stop the podcast here. Uh, but thanks for being on, guys, and talking about really cool shit. I learned a lot about Brazil. Well, it's a pleasure. You have to remember that it's a good place to decide all of the problems. We are who we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think America's the same. We have a lot of shitheads. But um, it's actually pretty okay when you come visit. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think you could get robbed as much as you if you go to Rio, but it's possible as well here. But man, when you learn not to be robbed in Rio, it's really hard to be robbed. I mean, you can be robbed in India. I think. I, I was robbed in Rome, so it's like, you know, you can be robbed everywhere. Yeah, it's true. I I know a Canadian who was robbed in Lisbon. But I don't know. I, I feel like if I go to if I go to Brazil, I just look obviously not Brazilian, so that's not good. Yeah, you could go to São Paulo. <laughs>
Is it safer there? Oh yeah, that's cool. That's that's a big reason I would. That's a big reason I would want to go to Peru because apparently there's a lot of Asian people in Peru. Yeah, that's true. So you have to plan your South American trip. Yeah, definitely. I'm closer now. I mean, it's far from around Washington D.C. and Philadelphia, but from from California, I just have to make my way down south a little bit, and then I'm there. <laughs> Yeah. You can even go by, by car. No, by car? I'm not going to go by car across, for example, Mexico. Yeah, you have to cross Colombia and all the fuck shit, you know, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, in Mexico itself, like, fuck that. I, I, was, I heard a story, I think it was in... Ah, oh, shit, what country? Somebody was on another podcast, they they're talking about... Um, it was, uh, I think it was in Guatemala... One of these one of these countries, and uh, what happened was um, there's a a line of um, so there's a bus going from one city to another city, um, big tourist uh, areas, and there's only one bus line that goes between the cities, and they only leave at night, and it's three buses, and the three buses all leave at the same time with police escorts, uh, but in this particular instance, these two people who were telling the story to uh, foreigners, a couple, they, uh, their bus broke down and the two other buses went ahead with the, uh, with the police escorts and the police escorts called in uh, other police to come help out this, um, this uh, bus that broke down. And uh, so they left and immediately, as soon as they left, this, these trucks come by and there's these guys with uh, assault rifles and uh, they, they come, they get on the the, uh, the bus and they tell everybody to get out of the bus. And so everybody gets out of the bus, they all have to give them all their valuables and everything. And uh, and the foreigners all have to uh, strip naked. And then they unscrewed the bottom part of the, uh, of the, of the bus and stuffed all the foreigners naked under the bus and screwed it back on. And uh, and 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 then a few hours later, help came and they they helped them out. And but uh, but uh, these these foreigners telling the stories, it's like that's such a nightmare. <laughs> There's all these stories about South America. I'm like, oh my god, I I really don't want to fuck with that. But we just heard the police passing through your your house. That's all the time. <laughs> There was a there was a there was a shooting down the street uh, just yesterday. Uh, somebody apparently got fired from his job, so he got an assault rifle, AR-15 assault rifle. Went up to the, uh, the it was near a hospital, and he went up to this construction, uh, this building being uh, under construction, and he just started shooting. Like nobody got hurt, but uh, well, he did. He the police came and took him out. He's he's dead, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, that just happened uh, yesterday, last night, uh, down the street. I, I didn't see it, I didn't know about it until I came home from the concert, but, uh, yeah, crazy shit happens here, too. <laughs> and the police sirens, they, that's every day, police go by. Yeah, that's that's the, the beautiful other side of the Atlantic. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to end it here, and uh, I want to thank you guys both for being on this episode of Fun Boat Diplomacy. Alright, thank you, everyone. It was good talking to you guys again. Oh, uh, yeah, it was really good. <laughs> Thanks, guys.
See you later. Peace. Peace out. Thanks again to Thomas Passos and Felipe Carvalho for being on this episode of Fun Boat Diplomacy. And thank you for listening. I just want to remind my listeners that um, they can go to my website, funboatdiplomacy.com, and uh, do Amazon shopping through my Amazon portal. Um, it doesn't cost you anything extra. You just do your purchases as, as normal. You just have to click on my link, do your shopping, check out, and Amazon sends a little bit of the cut to me and helps me keep everything running. So if you do that, that'd be really awesome. Thanks. Thanks for listening and tune in for the next episode of Fun Boat Diplomacy next week. Bye. Bye.